to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. The Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Glory, praise God. Welcome back. <laughs> it's good to be in the cloud of his holiness today, consecrating the new covenant. In Hebrew, the covenant's called the Brit. We guard the Brit, we purify the Brit. Brit means covenant. So we're in the new Brit, the new covenant. We're guarding and purifying the new covenant. And that's a covenant with our eyes, with our hearts, and with Shekinah in our stomachs. Amen, because it's the covenant, the new covenant in his blood. And what is Jesus Christ's blood transfigured? His blood is the Shekinah glory. So if you're in the cup of the new covenant in his blood, that means you are living inside the Shekinah on the sapphire stones. The truth is there is dormant Shekinah inside the belly of every single human being on earth. That's why scripture says the hope of realizing the glory of Christ in you. Now we know from John 7:38 King James version that out of your belly will flow rivers. I tell you the truth, the realizing of Shekinah in your belly is the realization of the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. Just like getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, your faith increases tenfold when you start speaking in tongues. When you begin to realize the glory, your faith elevates a hundredfold, a thousandfold. That glory is so great, it will lift you up. What does the Bible say? It was the glory of the Father that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. What do you think is going to raise us from the dead? What's the dead? The earth. What will raise Amen. us from the earth into the heavens biblically? Scripture says the glory of the Father, but it must be realized in each one of your stomachs. Amen. And it's not Starbucks and it's not McDonald's, unsurprisingly, that lifts you up into the heavens. So when you're choosing where you want to spend your dollars, you know, where your money is, there your heart will be also. So you want to make wise investments. Now, that doesn't mean... McDonald's is illegal. That doesn't mean you shouldn't treat yourself to a coffee. I think but McDonald's might be illegal. It might be. At some point when you rise, you, you got to put down the Mickey D's. You got to put down the McRib. You know, I was looking at one of those memes As where it says, written, do not harm the body. <laughs> Amen. Don't harm your body. But also veganism has right? no spiritual benefit, Paul says. Amen. I was looking at one of those memes that talks about, you know, back in the, in the past, they would look at, you know, this decade as a futuristic decade and they would say can you imagine the technology we're going to have then like you know 2023 and then they look at today's application of technology and it's like here's a mcrib locator <laughs> guys when that sheet came down and showed apostle peter on the rooftop before he went to cornelius's house in the book of acts he didn't show him salad he only showed him Meat's meat. on the menu, boys. He only showed him meat. It was barbecue every single day in the New Covenant. Let's go. Amen. And we were looking at the New Testament sometime this week, and one of the scriptures that came up on the Bible spot was talking about how special diets, right? These special diets 
uh, they they were basically not going to be, you know, it's not a spirituality, right? So there's proof in the Bible that veganism is pretty much paganism, right? Your veganism is not a spiritual benefit. So a lot of the um, vegan demons that go around now, it doesn't mean you can't eat just vegetables. We still like kale. Yeah, we love kale. It's good for you. You should probably, some of you probably need to eat some more lettuces in your life. Just we had some, some vegetation half, of some kind. Remember that spinach salad we had the other day with that oh, organic yeah. dressing from Briggs? It was that so was, good. It was heavenly. It was anointed. So heavenly. There's anointed salads too. That was like leaves for the healing. But it's a side <laughs> dish. Meat is the main portion. Solid right. meat for the mature. Eat the meat of the word of the sapphire stones and get fed because if you're only hungering naturally, that's the source and the root of all men and women's anger. Amen. You've heard of hangry? It's real. It's a biblical principle. If you're only feeding the flesh, the nefesh that's in the blood, the soul connected to the flesh and blood, your earthly soul, your clay soul, if that is what you're feeding based on the hunger for food and drink, you're exactly like the fallen angels. Right. First Enoch says that the demons and the evil spirits that came out of the flesh of the Nephilim giants, they hunger for, th for food, they thirst for drink, but they are never satisfied. It is written that though they hunger and thirst, they are never satisfied. That satisfaction can only be found in the Word of God when you hunger for Torah, when you hunger for the Gospel, when you want to hear the good news today from the Father's kingdom. We've had enough good news down in the earth. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death for 2,000 years of church-age Christianity, I have found the mountain of the Lord, and I'm rising on it in this generation. Amen. And on that note, you know, that Cain seed line we talked about this week does not hunger for Torah, but it hungers for food. So if there's anyone out there who's been obsessing over dietary restrictions in all the diet realms, understand that a special diet is not going to grant you salvation of any kind, right? Most of the diets and fads and gimmicks you see are marketing techniques. A lot of the specialty diets that promote themselves as spiritual are actually demoniacal in order to get you to put your trust, your hope, and your faith in something other than Jesus Christ. Now, the wisdom comes when you understand wisdom, being led by the impulse of the Holy Spirit in your food choices and in how you decide to use your body to serve the kingdom. Which kingdom are you going to serve for? Do not worry about what you're going to eat. Now, does that mean you can't do meal prep? You can't do meal planning? You can't buy groceries because don't worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow. I just got to eat by faith every day. And then you just go to the McDonald's drive through because that's now it's the only thing accessible to you with your level of faith that you haven't properly planned anything in your life. You need to have short-term plans and long-term plans. Short-range plans make long-range plans, right? The prophet Bob Jones the heavenly plans in the kingdom for your life, whether it's your business plan, your Bible reading plan, your health and fitness plan. I know the plans, plural. They're spiritual and natural. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. Many, many plans. Right. So just living by faith is oftentimes a Christianese 
jargon term, right? It's, it's a cultural Christian thing that people use as an excuse to be lazy and not make plans that the Holy Ghost wants to make in your life. Yeah, so we're making plans in these days to rise on sapphire stones and take our bodies with us. But you need to know that the body adds no spirituality to the soul. The soul is what shares its spirituality with the flesh. The flesh doesn't add anything to the soul. The flesh doesn't have any spiritual value. It's the soul that emanates the spirit of Shekinah, the glory of God, and the clay pot, the jar of clay, the flesh, the bones, the blood, the eleven organ systems of the human being, and all the bones and marrow shares in the glory of the soul if the soul is going after God the Father's soul in heaven. If you're not going after the things of God in heaven, the God of heaven is his name. The Father is only in heaven. The Bible says the Father is, is not on earth at all. That's 1 John chapter 5, one of the most important critical things for this generation to understand, to repent of all earthly Christianity that's an abomination of the Lord. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, Satan's thrown down to you. If you're practicing Christianity in an earthly plane... It's satanic, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 12, 100% of the time. That standard is diabolical. Get the demons out of here, the shadows out of here, get shadow Christianity obliterated in lake of fire. We want kingdom Christianity above the sun because we know Ecclesiastes says all Christianity underneath the sun is vanity, vanity, chasing after the wind, chasing after the Ruah. We're not chasing after the Ruah. We're ascending in the Ruah by pleasing the Ruah HaKadosh. With all our soul serving the feelings, the emotions, the protocol, the word life, the thought life, the action life of the Holy Ghost. Our bodies are the action life of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 6.19, your bodies are the temples of the Holy One of Israel, the Mighty One of Jacob, the Holy Ancient One, the Head of Days, the Mashiach, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, indwells our bodies. That's why He died on the cross, so that He could get Himself in us. What did He say? Stay in Jerusalem until I possess your souls. It's exactly what Jesus Christ commanded everyone in Israel. Don't, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until I'm completely infusing your souls with me, my spirit from on high. It is written. Amen. Acts chapter 2, reality. Now we live infused. Now we live completely invigorated. We live in those lightnings. We live in those thunderings. We live in that power, authority, dominion of the word of God that's been raised from the dead, the Mashiach, Jesus Christ. And we will show the world with the signs and wonders of God the Father from the heavenlies that our gospel is the one true gospel confirmed by all the angels of the Holy One of Israel. His angels will come and confirm it to you. When you get the signs and the wonders and the dreams and the visions and all these things in the Bible that you see happening to everyone when you read the Bible, when it happens to you, the purpose of the angels revealing themselves to you and to the nations in these days is to confirm the will of God the walk of God, the thought of God, the plans of God, and what God is doing in these days. We need the angels loosed upon the nations to confirm to everyone seeking the truth, seeking God. There's so much zeal down here. It's not like we have much of a zeal problem. I look around the charismatic church. There's zeal everywhere. There's millions of believers in Jesus Christ that are zealous. 
We just need to be zealous for the territory of the Father's kingdom that's not on the earth at all. If you can focus that zeal, and that's the commandment of God the Father to Red Letter Ministries, RLM TV right now, focus their zeal on the Father's kingdom above, the realm of the sapphire stones. If they took all of that energy, everything they're doing, and put it into the Father's kingdom, there'd be mighty advancements during these days. But if it's squandered out here in the dust and in the sand and beneath the mountain and it's not in the heavens, it's just on the earth, it will all be wasted for Molech and not God the Father. That's why it's so deceiving during these days. We can have no parts of us involved in earthly Christianity. All parts of earthly Christianity in ignorance and in zeal and in time and in finances and in donations and in offerings and everything done that says it's for God but is still earthly is all building the Tower of Babel which is serving the demon god Molech and not Jesus Christ at all. Amen. That's powerful. It reminds me of something that you said to me, I believe it was earlier today, that the uncircumcisions, right, those 10 worlds of uncircumcisions uh, corresponding to the sapphire stones, when those sapphire stones are uncircumcised, which means your heart is uncircumcised, that those are the uncircumcisions that automatically build on autopilot. They build the tower of Molech. They build the tabernacle of Molech. So if you understand that the default setting of your human nature without circumcision means you're naturally going to be inclined to do the wrong thing and to give your time and attention and your money to the wrong things unless you consciously make an effort and a choice to put what your time, your energy, your effort, and your money into what God is doing. And it says that where your money is, your heart will be also. So as you give into the circumcisions on sapphire stones and what God is doing and building in the tabernacle of David, the, the tabernacle of Moshiach, which is Jesus Christ, then your heart is going to be there, which means you will receive the circumcision of heart. Absolutely. You're investing in your own circumcisions. Listen, King David, in order to purchase a soul, the Bible says, had to show a gigantic bag of Philistine foreskins. I tell you the truth, circumcision of heart is the Brit, it's the covenant, and it's circumcision of eyes too. The Lord's saying there's really continuous circumcisions going on here as peel after peel comes off the divine body underneath all these layers of sin and years of debris and years of wrongdoing, wrong speaking. You have Ancestry.com, right, in your DNA. You know that now. We have DNA technology today to see the years. All of you like trees. Well, how old are your trees? Your DNA, you can, you can study your DNA now and see how many thousands of years it goes back. Your ancient trees. You need to look at yourselves as ancient trees. I see all men as trees. After Jesus Christ laid hands on his eyes, I see everyone as trees. You're not just a 20, 30, 40, 90-year-old tree. You're thousands of years old trees because the trees can be measured in the genetics and the genes and the gene pool. All your DNA is measurable thousands and thousands of years old. You are truly the oldest trees as human beings in all the earth. 
Now the issue is what is? Oh, I just saw a huge angel flash right there. Now the Lord says in Romans eleven, uh, Romans chapter eleven, engraft these trees, these ancient human trees, engraft them into the olive tree of the ancient one, the Mashiach, engraft them into the Holy One of Israel, the Messiah of Israel, that olive tree, that living, breathing, messianic kingdom of Israel and Messiah and Moses, the patriarchs, the matriarchs, they're all there. Remember when Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, the Bible says that many patriarchs and matriarchs and saints of old resurrected with him and wandered the streets of Jerusalem for 40 days, showing themselves to hundreds of people, it is written. Guys, the heavens of the Lord Jesus Christ's messianic kingdom are filled with saints. Hebrews says you're not alone. You're completely surrounded with angels and men and women in white linen. Truth, anyhow. Some of these people are not even angels, even though they're in angelic form. They're saints. They're men in white linen. Amen. So you need to understand that you're surrounded by people rooting you on to lift you up into the kingdom realm. It's a dimension. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We're lifted up by the Spirit of the Lord who leads us into dimensions of light. The word Shekinah in Hebrew simply means light. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. You are the children of light. Walk in the light while it's still called daylight. Amen. And they shall shine as the sun. They'll be the source of light in the kingdom of their father. Jesus Christ said in the red letters, therefore, since we are the light of the world, a city of lights on a hill that are being fathered in our light, in our Shekinah by God, the father himself, we must rise and shine for our light has come and the Shekinah of the Lord Jesus Christ rises within you. It rises in your stomachs. See, you need to see it within the temple. Bewitchment is now thinking that, oh, well, I need to get the apostle to lay hands on me. Maybe if the prophet and the Elijah and the powerful man or woman of God that has the irrevocable calling on their life and that uh, gift of the Spirit from 1 Corinthians 14 lays hands on me, then I'll get the breakthrough. Listen, Jesus Christ laid his hands on you and put his hands into your stomach. It's time you realize Yad Vave is in you and begin to have your own source, your own well so you can help others and not always need help yourself it's time to grow up says the lord i really wish that everyone listening could really grasp that concept because that's exactly what i used to believe i used to really believe that i had to find someone who was walking in some great thing in god to lay hands on me to pray for me to deliver me you know to do all these things that i was so desperate for and looking for But I tell you what, you can search high and low and near and far. And what what you're going to find in the end is you really just need to lay hands on your own stomach, on your own belly and grow your spirit, man. Because if you get deliverance, let's say you get old school church age style deliverance where someone who is a deliverance minister who has that uh, impartation or gift ability from the Lord to lay hands on. And we've done so many deliverances throughout the church age. You know, I've delivered people. Brandon has delivered, I don't know how many people you've probably delivered in your entire, you know, driving demons out of people. That's been a thing. So what the Lord is doing is he, in this, 
age, in the kingdom age, he is accelerating your deliverance. So I want you to pay close attention because this is the time where you no longer have to go seeking for some, you know, exorcism or some deliverance minister to try and pay money online for an, you know, a video one or go find someone and go to a conference and buy a plane ticket. Now, this is literally deliverance that you can do from home exactly where you are without buying a plane ticket, without paying anybody to go to something, to some conference. It's not like that. This is the yeah, deliverance. Exorcists are expensive. Yeah. And it's a real thing out there. It's, yeah. it's shocking how ugly things are out there in religion. Right. It's horrifying. Now, so when I first came to the realization that I needed deliverance as a believer, I didn't know anything. I didn't have speaking in tongues. I literally just was Googling exorcis exorcisms and exorcists in near me, you know? <laughs> and they were like several hundred dollars. <laughs> it was too expensive. I couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford the books. And then I started, I was crying. I was like, God, I can't afford to get delivered. And he's probably just like, oh, okay, all right, here, we're going to, all right, you know what? can't afford to get delivered. Open your heart. Let the angel write his word in your heart. The amount that you believe the word. Because when you see and realize the glory, let's demystify that. Because I, I know a lot of people are not in the pinnacle of the church age of the glory stream of the heavy drunken glory. And they don't have those foundations of being completely and fully God inside minded. So you need that in order for Enoch's door to appear for you. That's why all of you are on earth and very right. few of you are on the moon and on the stars. So in order for Enoch's door to open up, his word has to be formed in you, written inside you. Realizing the glory is being able to look at God's word written by the Holy Spirit's angels in your heart, in your spirit, in your brain, and in your bones and marrow. And because God's word releases the glory, God's word is the source of the glory. That's what makes it living, active, energized, and sharper than any two-edged sword. The only reason why that's true is because of how much Shekinah comes out of God's word. It's the Shekinah, the light of God, that is the evidence. It's the living word. If there's no Shekinah, forget about it. Where's the radiance? Where's the splendor? Where's the Shekinah? Don't tell me that's God's word if it doesn't have radiance, splendor, or Shekinah. You're lying to me. Don't tell me that's truth. Truth is a measurement of Shekinah, radiance, and splendor. Okay? Jesus Christ, the Word of God, Hebrews 1.3, is the exact outraying brilliance of God the Father. And he's described in the Amplified Classic, if you read that translation of the Bible that we recommend, Hebrews 1.3, the light being... The Shekinah being, God is Shekinah glory. That is his nature. That's what his name means. And we draw from him only through one source. Anyone that goes outside of this one source is a thief and a robber. This one source is the word of God. Okay? So it's you cannot avoid being a Bible thumper. It's the best thing. It's the highest calling, being a scholar, a scripture scholar. And no one is a scholar unless they're in the glory. Yeah, the Bible thumping is how you whack the demons right out of yourself. Amen. So I was just curious. I had to Google exorcist near me. And the first thing that comes up is St. Michael the Archangel. And there's like some, you know. And <laughs> Amen. So, 
You know, it's it's really uh, you know it's just fascinating. So I want I kind of want to touch on that topic a little bit because I wonder sometimes how many people are out there that are are right now in the same situation that I used to be in. Uh, no, no under not much understanding. Uh, or feeling like you don't have the supplies, like you feel like you don't have the materials that you need. I felt like I didn't have anyone to give me an exorcism, right? I didn't have anyone to deliver me. I didn't have anyone to teach me how to see in the spirit realm. I didn't have anyone to teach me how to get free. And no one really knew in my life how to talk to God, how to hear from God. Everyone had ideas and opinions, very strong ideas and very strong opinions, but not a lot of fruit There's to show no for it. There's no short of zeal out there. Right, it's just... We just need sapphire stone Shekinah glory righteousness from the spheres of the archangels. Right, and so what you find is that the things that might be more mature or advanced in Christianity of the sapphire stones isn't really going to be working in your life until you get the basics down. And so oh, it's just like, when you're going to be doing math, you don't just skip one plus one equals two into trigonometry, into, you know, high level math classes. It's not going to work for you because you don't know the basics. So you've got to have the basics of your faith, your walk of faith, the basics of establishing a relationship with God, not just a feeling and an emotion of, I have my relationship with God, you know. Not that. That's a relationship with demons. But remember, we've already established that a relationship with Jesus Christ both is only, exactly, is only knowing Christ within you. And the only possibility for relationship with Jesus is your connection to Shekinah. Relationship is connection. If I want to call you on the phone, the phone would have to connect for us to speak to each other, for one to speak and to hear. Now, God is perfectly connected through all things, so he's always communicating. But if your receiver is broken, you're not going to understand the message. If your attention is on what the demons are doing and what people are doing and saying and thinking and telling you, you're not going to be tuned in to what God's already communicating to you. Mm. And he speaks to you through people. So you can't just shun, you know, shun all the people God sends to you because then you'd also be missing the message. But God is always communicating. We have to be sensitive to listen. And if you listen and obey, obedience indicates in the Hebrew hearing, Right, hearing and obeying are one and the same in the Christian belief. In cosmic Judaism, hearing also is corresponding to obeying and believing. There's no separation in between those items, right? Your hearing should not ever be separate from obeying or believing. It all flows together in one stream. Now, as a... As we're going into this, it's such a wonderful discussion on the Shekinah light. Jesus is the light of the world. This is John 8, verse 12. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd. He said, I am the light of the world. The word world there in Greek 
where we get this manuscript is Cosmos. Do you realize what he said? I don't think they taught me this in North Central University Assemblies of God Bible College. They didn't explain. Jesus Christ declared he was the light of the sun, moon, and stars. I am the light of the world. The word world there is cosmos. He is the light of the cosmos. Light of the cosmos. He's the light of the sun. He's the light of the moon. He's the light of the sephirot, the light of the stars. What kind of Christianity denies that light and gives us religious darkness, charismatic do's and don'ts? And, and it's, guys, there's so much witchcraft down here. This is what burns that darkness off of you. Sunlight, moonlight, and starlight. Now, that might sound crazy to some of you, but I think the gospel almost needs to be reintroduced in this generation because that's exactly what Messiah said. He declared right. as Messiah, I am the light of the cosmos. Right. And so you need to hear it fresh again, because when you get too familiar with a story, when you get too familiar with the gospel, it just becomes like a storybook to people. It's just you just say it and hear it and regurgitate it. And oh, yeah, that's what we know. And da, 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 da. And God's doing a completely new thing. And so we have most of Christianity just regurgitating the same things, just saying kind of like that storybook mentality, just repeating a thing, but not living it, right? So if you're in a place where you need healing, you need physical healing, you need deliverance, right? You need freedom. You need a breakthrough. There's all kinds of needs that many of you have. And if you're not sure how to get it, and you just look and you see people who are already in the sapphire stones rising and you're down in the dust of the earth and wondering how how is it going to work for me? How is it going to actually work for you? Now, I know it might be hard to convince your mind because if your mind, your brain, your carnal brain has been convinced from years of training that you need to go to the man or woman of God, if, if you could just get to a famous pastor, right? Like if you could just go to a Benny Hinn conference, Right? If you could just, maybe like, I know I'm called for this destiny. And if I could just make it to this conference, the prophet, the man of God will call me out in the crowd in front of everyone. And then finally, everyone will recognize that I love God and blah, 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 blah. And it's just never going to happen. And then you go conference to conference and the man of God never calls on you and they never prophesy over you. And you just feel disappointed or you go to a revival and afterwards it's darker than before the revival. As what Bob Jones said happens, and it does, you start to wonder what's going wrong. Let me tell you, you don't need to go and do any of that. The only conferences you need to go to are Holy Ghost highlights. This and I was the same person. I was that that same person thinking I needed to go online to find somebody to help me to get freedom, to get healing, to get deliverance, and just to find out what am I even supposed to be doing with my life. I, I had the revelation that I wasn't where I needed to be <laughs> and things were not going good, but what was I supposed to be doing? I needed direction. You know what I needed? I needed instruction. I didn't know it. I needed Kabbalah. Kabbalah means to receive instruction from the Holy Sapphire Stones of God. I needed instruction. I didn't know what to do. And when I looked around and nothing worked, I opened up my Bible 
I went into a closet to pray, and I asked the Lord if he would be willing to speak to me. And I waited. A lot of people get freaked out when they go in the secret place. We've actually had um, some people who have betrayed us in the past who their problem and their issue that they would talk about before the betrayal was they would have this problem, my business, my finance, my my home life, my kids, my, they would have no peace. They would have all these problems. And so I would talk to them and say, okay, well, tell me, well, what's this? Okay, let's get down to the, the core root of the problem. And then what I would say, I want you to read this verse and behold the Lord and wait and listen. And what would happen is because they were at strife with God, right, to be at strife in the secret place of their heart, even though outwardly they were like, yes, we believe in what you guys are doing. In the secret place of their heart, they had strife with us, strife with the Zadik, because mm-hmm. things were not going well in their lives and they didn't have the favor of God. Mm. And then they're looking at other people who do have the favor of God. And so they hated and their secret place in their heart, they hated us, even though outwardly they said, oh, we're friends. We love you guys, you know. So but when it came down and they all got exposed in the end, but I want you to understand what the core problem was. Right. This individual and they'd go into the secret place and obey the instruction would come back crying because when they quieted themselves and it was them alone with God, it was silent and they never heard his voice and they had no peace. And it was, there was just no communication that they were receiving from God. Silence and meditating on the foreskin (laughs) of the heart. You're only going to experience hell. Because that's what the foreskin and the membrane of all hearts is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to meditate on hell. We want to meditate on the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Chop suey. Think sashimi knife. And you're cutting through the bluefin tuna of the heart. And it's a costly sacrifice. You're throwing it right into the lake of fire. Yep. Amen. So... Oh, it's interesting is I've seen a thread, a common thread among these people that when they quiet their hearts and they quiet their minds, it's only the enemy presence and not the divine presence. And because of that, they're afraid. And instead of facing it and being brave and dealing with it and changing it, they want to fill the silence with all kinds of noise. Well, let me just do some good works for God. Let me just build my business up so I can give money. And that's not a bad thing, but the core issue is in the secret and the quiet place. It was the presence of Satan in their lives and not the presence of God. And so I want to encourage you in the secret and the in the quiet place after the conferences, after the Joel's bar is turned off, after the family goes to bed and it's just you there. Whose presence is lingering with you? Do you have to surround yourself constantly with people and socialization or constantly eat? Some people have eating disorders because they're trying to never be still, never be silent. They want to, they have to eat. They have to consume. They have to watch TV. They have to scroll on social media. They have to get likes from people to feel good. They have to text other believers constantly Hunger out of, of a need source of all human anger 
Human anger mm-hmm. can never please Jesus. It is written. They want to do things for God, but they don't have communion with God. So if that's you, the core root of all of your problems is that you're not in communion with God, which means you don't have connection to Shekinah, which means there's a foreskin. Remember, on Mal- Malkut is a gemstone within you. The Malkut of heaven is within you, Jesus said. The kingdom king, the kingdom is Malkut. Malkut is Hebrew for the kingdom. It's a gemstone. It's a sapphire stone. So when you have the foreskin and the membrane there that's surrounding Malkut... And you haven't paid the price to be in the kingdom, which means you haven't sacrificed your love of money. You haven't sacrificed your need for a spouse, a need to be constantly surrounded by friends, the need to constantly stuff your face with food, the need to obsess about how you look and how others perceive you and all of that idolatry and immorality and the need to constantly fornicate emotionally with people. To I need people to say nice things That's to me. I need to feel good. I need people who can appreciate the love I give. So if you have not paid the price, you are outside of the kingdom, which means eventually, again, when you're not having all these external things to distract you and entertain you and please you, it's not going to be God's presence when it's you alone and there's no one else to, you know, steal oil of the presence from. You're only going to feel hell and not heaven. So you have to pay the price and That's remove a good the foreskin. For the person so they don't have any, you know, deceive, mm-hmm. deceit. Right, because if you get around the apostolic and there's just oil smeared everywhere, you might feel good and they you haven't paid. Own. Right, so when you haven't paid the price to enter the kingdom and you still have the foreskin and the membrane, but you're stealing oil because. There's just a smear of oil usually around the apostolic, right? And just like Brandon said, they start to think it's them and get puffed up. Well, guess what? When that stolen oil runs out and you don't have any oil of your own and you haven't paid the price to enter into the kingdom of Malkut to be circumcised, guess what? It's going to be all hell and not heaven. And you'll no longer be able to live in the deception that it was you and your calling and your destiny and your relationship with God. Because guess what? It's mainly been hell. How do we know this? Because of the lack of circumcision. And if it hadn't been for the apostles' instruction, you wouldn't even have one circumcision. You wouldn't even know that there was a circumcision on sapphire stones. So it's time to humble yourself and understand that if your relationship with God was really that strong like you tell everyone that it is, you would have already realized the glory and you would have already known about the circumcisions, but you don't. You didn't hear him because you weren't listening not that closely. You only listened a little bit and made tiny progress, not even enough for one circumcision. That means that's how much you actually love God. This has been available for a very long time. I tell you the truth, and I know this because I've walked through my own journey of learning how to actually love God. Most people, even including my past self, right, who I used to be down on Malkut, when you get just a little bit of an increase of God's presence, people are usually satisfied, right? We're usually satisfied and we don't go further. 
We just want to get a good thing. <gasps> I had an encounter. And then you just want to tell other people so other people can know that God likes you. It's not even about pleasing God. It's about letting others know about your relationship with God. And that's wickedness. So the majority of what we've seen in the church age of relationship with God has been mainly selfishness and wickedness, which is Jezebel Christianity, because even just a little bit of discipline and then they're so we're so proud of ourselves down in Malkut, even going up just a little bit in the sapphire stones, just a little. Well, I heard the voice of God and I obeyed. I had this encounter. And then there's like there's a laziness in the heart. That's the black sun where it's like you don't pursue it. You could go a little further, but you don't because you want to run out and tell everyone else about it because you care more about pleasing man than about pleasing God. And if you just take a little effort and put to death that nefesh, that need for others' approval and seriously seek the approval of God, when you are actually approved by God, you understand that it all comes from God. No matter what opinion others have about you, when God is the one who approves you because you've sought his approval, you've sought the fear of God, you've sought out the circumcisions, you've sought out God's actual will, not just in the idea of it, but the reality in the invisible and bring it through to the physical. That's when God approves of you. And that is when you can really let go of the approval of man. And the only approval you seek for humans at that point is simply so that they can have the mitzvah of acknowledging the will of the father being done in the earth so that they can be in his will and stop sinning against him. I think you need to understand the origin of circumcision because this is a misnomer in Christianity at large. I've never heard any minister in the in the world teach consistently and accurately the circumcision of the heart as a new covenant principle, but it's the kingdom messianic standard of salvation. Now understand the the very source in the history of Jewish circumcision and the principle of circumcision. You are circumcised to gain access to the heavens. The reason why Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the 12 patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel, the gates of the heavenly Jerusalem in Revelation of Jesus Christ, brought the circumcision, they brought the Brit, the, the circumcision, the covenant, is because the circumcision, it was not just an earthly thing about a man's penis. That was not the point. What it represents is purity to have access to God's heavenly power. It was symbolic, representing the necessity of purity for resurrection power. Without the circumcision of the heart, without the purity of heart, there is no heavenly existence in the person's soul. So understand, circumcision, the origin and the history of it, with the Jewish race, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our patriarchs, in our generations, because we're engrafted into Mashiach, no longer Gentiles at all. Now, Galatians 6 says we are the Israel of Yarevave. That means we have the wisdom of the circumcision. 
Circumcision was the only way a person could legally access anything above the sun, which was the kingdom of God, where the holy angels were, where God's throne was, and eternity, where all the light came from. Understanding circumcision in that context makes it very desirable, because that's the only way anyone in the new covenant of Jesus Christ will ever go into the heavens and live in the heavens, in the cosmos of Jesus Christ. I am the light of the cosmos. Well, how do we gain access to the cosmos? I want to live in the heavens. Everyone wants to live in the heavens. Everyone wants stars. Everyone wants light. Everyone wants the sun and the moon. It's the whole earth goes after these things. But do they go after circumcision? Anyone that does not go after circumcision has no legal right to light. That's why it's so important. We go after it daily. I want the sword of the Spirit to be the center of my life, in my stomach, in my heart, in my brain, in my bones and marrow, in my souls, so that I have legal access to all God's light through the Brit, the covenant, the new covenant of Jesus Christ, for true light to shine forth through my souls into the earth, then I can bring down the sword that has circumcised me with all of its Shekinah, Shekinah glory legally, which is called the preaching of the gospel from the midheavens that we need to do, which is also the teaching of righteousness. Otherwise, the nations will never understand the heavens as our promised land until we establish the doctrine of circumcision. Amen. Amen. Unless you return to your first love, all of the activities and things that you want to do for God or in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, will be worthless. So return, O Israel, to your first love, your relationship, which is your connection to Shekinah, to Jesus Christ within you. It's only out of that intimacy, which is your connection with him, which means not just an emotional intimacy with demons pretending to be Jesus that you're afraid to test because if you test it and then find out you've been serving a demon and not Jesus for the last 30 years, the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years, the last five years, however long it's been, the thought for most people that if they tested the Jesus they serve now today, they might have started out with the original Jesus, the real Jesus, but if they were to find that they've been serving for many years a false god, a false Jesus, they would have to completely start over everything that they've been building, everything they've been preaching to their friends and family, everything that they've been putting their work and their effort and their dollars toward. It's been a complete waste of time and money, and they've wasted their entire lives. It's horrifying to wake up. It can be, yeah, it can be horrifying, but the good news is... God is redeeming the times, and the sooner you wake up, snap out of it, and get into righteousness, the faster you can start building on eternal stones, the sapphire stones of righteousness, build with the holy angels. Angels of awakening. You know, the, from the seers of the, the last of the church age kind of seers that were the, they were trying to transition and get people prepared for kingdom age, they said, kingdom age is coming. They would see jobless angels in heaven just standing around just 
not on assignment because guess what? Nobody was going into the heavenlies when you said and awakening, getting the there assignment. There's a huge angel flash right there. I believe the angels of awakening want to be released through this broadcast <laughs> upon people's hearts. Just awakening. receive awakening. Shake off all the dust of night and, and let them deal with the foreskins and membranes of your hearts and minds. Mm -hmm and your consciousness, and just obliterate all that stuff. The reason why it's so hard for many to receive circumcision is because the enemy builds up the foreskin, making it look like A5 Wagyu. The, the demon spirit, the evil spirit, the wicked, lying, deceiving spirit, the foul birds and the beasts of the field, they make the foreskin look good so that it, like you're destroying God in my heart when you destroy the foreskin. That's what they've done. That's why no one goes after these things and it's not taught in any church. The fallen angels have made the foreskins look like A5 Wagyu. We're not getting rid of that. That's the most expensive thing in my life. That's Jesus. That's my doctrine. That's Christianity. No, it's not. It's the goat's head battering ram. Obliterate right. all of it in a lake of fire. Test everything with the sword of fire of the Garden of Eden. Right. You're better just cutting your losses and starting over now in righteousness rather than you know, there's going to be a lot of people walking up the sapphire stones. I mean, a lot of people. It's either you're going to start now or, I mean, maybe if you haven't, you know, continually rejected it, you might get to start later. But it's not a guarantee that you'll even get another chance later on. But, you know, some people don't realize that they're getting eaten alive in their souls by demons. So the more that you say, well, maybe just I'm not ready for it yet. I'm not ready yet. If you continue in that way... There comes a day where there's not anything left of you. People go to sleep in the dust of the earth. The demons eat your soul and destroy you. And then you lose a part of yourself sometimes forever. And if you never wake up, you might, be the you might become the walking dead and you'll never remember those thoughts that you used to have about awakening. It's not a guarantee. That's the walking dead. Those people who the demons have eaten them completely while they were sleeping in the dust. They never repented. They never answers that God tried to wake you up and you wouldn't listen. God tried to wake you up and you wouldn't listen. God tried to wake you up and you wouldn't listen and you're sleeping in the dust. And then there comes a time where they can't even remember mm. that time and there's almost nothing left. And there it gets to, there are some cases where they are completely dead in their souls and there's nothing left but demons animating the body with shadows they're the walking dead and they've gone beyond the point of repentance so mm. just understand it's not always a guarantee it's not like you can just wake up one day and say okay save me lord we need a fresh cut of the sword of the lord through our hearts and minds that's yep. what's going to awaken us to the shekinah glory and then keep going after the sword of the garden of eden living more and more in God's presence every day mm -hmm. by allowing our souls to be the mm -hmm. sacrifice. Everything tested in the sword of fire mm -hmm. continuously, nothing apart from his light, everything presented for yep. judgment in his light constantly. You need the judgment of his throne, right? Do you remember Rick Joyner's... Judgment Joyner's, is glory. Yeah, Rick Joyner's uh, series on the final quest, you've got to read that about the judgment and read that and get the impartation to receive and embrace his judgments. You know, there it comes to a point, especially with secret strife, if you have secret strife in your heart towards others and you continue not dealing with it, that's, again, you're sleeping in the dust. We've seen 
many people where they kept secret strife in their heart towards the Zadik and they said no to repentance. No, I'm not ready. I can't let it go yet. I can't let it go yet. Envy and Maybe someday I can let it go. But they never let it go. And what happens is they stay asleep in that area of their soul and then the demons take hold and they eat up their souls and pretty soon they're betraying the apostolic and they continue down the spiral path of death and unforgiveness and rejection and orphan and playing the victim and they serve demons and pretty soon their soul gets so eaten up there's not much alive in there left anymore and they've lost entire parts of their eternal personality who they were supposed to be on sapphire stones and they destroy their destinies yep. simply because they wanted to hide the secret strife in their heart and pretend like it wasn't there instead of facing it and dealing with it. You guys, there are limited chances. There are limited That's chances right. to deal with it. It's not just going to be it's there like that forever. You have to Time change now. Truth and yeah. Yeah, you have to change now. Bring it into the light. You don't have eternity to make this decision. You have a very finite time called the vapor. Right. A lot of people are surprised at the eternal decisions they make it's in the simple reaction in the heart to how you respond. Like when the Zadik comes around and gives you an impartation, you know, there might be groups of people. God will say, hey, give this impartation to this number of people. Give this same instruction to this number of people and see how the hearts respond. Now we're giving these messages to groups of people and he'll see how does each one respond because it can be the same impartation one person uh, will mock and laugh and another person will count it as precious on the verge of tears. Thank you. That was from the Lord. And it, it's the same yep. thing, but it's how you judge. So when you judge a Zadik, so when Humility we get a word from God, right, when Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of your life, gives us a word and says, hey, give this to this person. Give this to this group. Speak this on the live. He's waiting to see how you react because it's not from a human being. It's from Christ. So how you judge the word that came from God to you through a human, he's waiting to see how you judge Christ. If you judge the Zadik who gave the word from God to you and you've judged it mockingly or you've judged it unrighteously, you haven't judged a human. You've judged the Holy Spirit That's right. to be righteous or unrighteous. And some people have valued the Lord to where they count it a blessing and they're tender toward his spirit and they recognize him because they know him. So it's time to know the Lord. Amen. To know him. It says to know me is to know eternal life. So if you know him, you recognize him. When he shows up through an earthen vessel speaking to you, sending you something, sending you a message like today is live, will you receive it mockingly, judging me, judging the Holy Spirit is unrighteous judgment as wrong. Well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm the exception and da, da, da. Or are you the person who softens? You choose. It's not just, well, that's just how I am. You choose how you react to God. And from that, you will either know him, which is eternal life, or reject him, which is your, as you reject him and the measures of testing that he gives you, you go further away from life and further into death. Yeah, we had tremendous success with people laying on hands on their heart and removing idolatry. I want you guys to understand three things that are critical that will help you tremendously in your walk with Jesus Christ. 
to rise from the dead, you must awaken Shekinah in your stomachs. You must obliterate idolatry, which is all that strife and nonsense of unrighteous judgment in your hearts. For all idolatry stems from the heart. It'll melt down in your hearts. Give, it, give me a new heart. Give me a heart of flesh. That means a tender-hearted humility. That's a lamb of God's heart. Now also lay hands on your eyes from time to time and deal with the, the very source where all immorality stems from. All immorality stems from the eyes. All idolatry stems from the heart. But today I want you to lay hands on your stomachs and discover the Shekinah. And Heavenly Father, I pray as every person at the sound of my voice lays hands on their bellies, that Shekinah would awaken and it would bubble up in them and begin to melt away the idols of the heart and begin to melt away the immoralities of the eyes. These things are ancient, guys. They're ancient trees. They're 6,000-year-old trees. So there's stuff in your hearts and your eyes that's way older than your consciousness. That will all be obliterated out of your hearts and eyes to be the sons and daughters of the order of Melchizedek, which means without father and without mother, without beginning and without end. That's the new covenant standard. It completely obliterates the curse of the fall, which is all humanity's sins, transgressions, iniquities, and sorceries. And we have access to that power today in the Mashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah of the living God and of the whole holy nation of Israel. Therefore, I command Shekinah be loosed from within all your stomachs, the dormant Shekinah. Shekinah that is encased with the foreskins of the human being, let that Shekinah bubble up, boil up, and burn up, even shoot up like lightning, whatever it takes to obliterate the blockages that are capping the Shekinah glory of Jesus Christ in every human being's stomach. Let it be loosed up through the heart, up through the brain, and come out the eyes and awaken you to the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So instead of seeking out your local uh, exorcist or your local deliverance minister or trying to find some kind of a Christian conference with someone famous enough that can help you, just stay at home. Take your hand, put it on your belly, right exactly where you had it when the apostle prayed for you and engage in Torah. Put the word of God into your eyes and your screen mirror the Bible onto your TV or watch our Bible videos on YouTube. And as you build up your spirit, which is your spirit man is made up of that Shekinah. So the Shekinah will nourish your inner man. And so that's how it comes through engaging in Torah with enthusiasm. And when you do that, as your spirit man progressively grows in size and stature and strength and wisdom and in love and forgiveness and in the nature of Christ crucified, that's how you will get strong enough to push the demonic blockages out of you and the demons out of you. That's sustainable deliverance. You want to talk about sustainable practices, sustainable business practices. How about have sustainable deliverance practices, which is kingdom age deliverance, which means you grow up your own spirit big enough and we're here to help you. We're here to, you know, keeping the shit kind of blazing from your stomachs through your hearts and brains. That's sustainable deliverance. Uh If a fighter, if a let's say someone's a professional fighter or a boxer, if he didn't eat for days, if he didn't eat for weeks or barely ate, 
if he only ate one little meal a day, every day, uh, leading up to a big fight, he would get knocked out. He'd get knocked out by the demon. So, remember, you're gearing up for a fight. So, if you just have one tiny meal of Torah a day, that's bare minimum survival. You won't die, but you may not thrive. If you're a professional fighter, how many meals a day are you probably going to eat? Uh, what did your trainer say? He, how many times a meal does he eat a day, those meals? Yeah, my professional trainer who won nationals in weightlifting told me he eats food seven meals a day. Right. And so instead of your carnal brain thinking, I got to go to the gym, if that's your interpretation, that's completely carnal. The, the mystery there is feed your inner man at least seven times a day. You know, you have a scripture with you. You have a meditation. It's the word of God. And if you build up your inner man with the word of God, you'll be strong enough to resist the devil. And he will flee because you've submitted to God, which is you've submitted to the word of God, which is Torah. Jesus Christ is Torah. You submit to him. Then you resist the devil and he will flee. You need to eat and drink righteousness at least the same amount you eat and drink food for your natural bodies. Otherwise, you'll never be awake in your spirit because you're not eating or drinking for your spirit. That's how you awaken in your spirit. I can impart apostolic grace into you and resurrect you, but to sustain it, you're going to have to eat for your spirit and drink for your spirit the Holy Scriptures and begin obeying the Holy Spirit and the angels that are trying to speak to you about doing God's will for your life and how to live in the heavens all the time, building the Father's kingdom through obedience with your bodies, doing the works that please the Holy Ghost. Amen. A, a standard beginning of work in pleasing the Holy Ghost is beginning to bring financial offerings. It goes against all the foreskins and membranes of hell in a believer's heart and mind, and that's why finances are the sorest subject for all Christians in the entire world. They cringe immediately most of the time because they're so unhealthy in this area of their life. It's an area of their life filled with doubt and unbelief. It's an area of your life filled with hell. Let it break through today. Give an offering into the building of Red Letter Ministries, teaching and preaching righteousness to purchase these two facilities in Florida, USA, into the Father's kingdom and what he wants to teach during these times, and it will help you no longer look at yourself and your inadequacies and begin to build his kingdom, making a difference for others and not so much a self-focused of my inadequacies to produce wealth, my inadequacies in my family and friends' life and my sin life and all the things where I fall short. When you begin to serve and build the kingdom for others and take your eyes off of yourself, you get delivered there too. You'll learn how to stay delivered in every area of your life in Mashiach, Jesus Christ, living his exact life in the protocol of his behavior, thoughts, and actions, and financial sacrifice sacrifice is a new covenant and eternal principle of giving your finances for the father's will in the father's kingdom and not just about taking care of yourself taking care of the father's kingdom was more important to king david that's what made him king a legitimate king if you are the of uh, sons and daughters of the king king's kids and the royal race then you will value god's kingdom above your own life that is necessary that we value the Father's kingdom 
more than our own. As it's written, I no longer live my own life. The life I now live is Christ's life for my Father flowing through us. The evidence of that is that finances can flow through you to build the Father's kingdom above the sun on the sapphire stones for the teaching and preaching of righteousness for the great harvest of the end times. Amen. Show the angels, the watcher, holy angels tonight that you're serious and give a generous offering into RLM TV for the kingdom of God, the father, and for the teaching of righteousness to save millions of souls in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. For today, we embark on a journey of purpose and passion. A journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized. The dream of RLM TV a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.